We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. Coming to you live right after the Colts' loss to the Rams, 27-24. to Colts fall to 0-2 for the first time in a couple years. It's certainly not a great start to the season, but still a lot more to dissect in this game versus Week 1. So... I'm not even going to ask Cody what his initial thoughts are because we're both still kind of uh, still kind of upset at the loss. Go figure. But either way, uh, Cody, I think you said it right beforehand that despite the loss, there's still a lot more good to be taken away from this game than what there was week one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're hit the nail on the head right there. And a lot of people are very emotional right now. We're reactionary. Going to be people that throw out all kinds of wild takes. And we know we just saw and uh, the live stream, just people just everywhere. But yeah, trying to keep more of a grounded perspective here because in reality, there still are 15 games, right? There still is a lot of season to happen. I mean, and all things considered, even though a loss always sucks, I, I'm personally more encouraged this week from how the Colts played as opposed to even last week because this game was close. The Colts took the lead at one point yeah. late in the game. Like, you know, and this, is the, this isn't the Seahawks. Like, 
I mean, this, this team, like the Rams team, a lot of people said this is a better team than the Seahawks, who, who you know, we lost you by more points last week. Yeah. So, I mean, all things considered, um, I think there was a lot of good to take from this game. The Colts were a lot more efficient in certain areas. Obviously, other areas, they weren't as efficient. But, yeah, I mean, all things considered from a perspective, outside perspective here, I'm a lot more encouraged from this game because, I mean, you went toe-to-toe with arguably the best team in the NFC. So, yeah. I mean, arguably, because there are some other teams that are really good. But, yeah, I mean, overall, it always sucks to lose. And I know emotions run high with that. But, you know, if there's some, thing, there's some good things you can take away from this game, like you said. So, I guess if you can cling on to that a little bit. Um, and obviously, 0-2, not ideal to start the season. But, you know what, like, we played the Rams tough, which is what I wanted to see. You know, I even said that a couple of days ago. I said, I, you know, obviously – I thought the Colts were going to get smoked in this game. I mean, you know, in the predictions, I thought they were going to be by a couple touchdowns. I mean, to only lose by a field goal, and you had opportunities to win this game, a lot of opportunities. I mean, I'm encouraged, man. I really am. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. You know, I mean, there's still 15 more games. Things can turn for the better. Um, And we might as well just go ahead and start talking about uh, one of the bright spots of this team today. And – probably the brightest spot of the game was Carson Wentz once again, uh, being, you know, the guy that we wanted to be and, you know, completed uh, nine of his first 10 passes to start this game out from the very beginning up until Carson Wentz got injured in the fourth quarter when he got that ankle rolled up on him by Aaron Donald. Uh, Certainly hope he's okay. I mean, he looked like he was okay enough to walk, but I mean, certainly looked like he had some pain in that ankle when he was going kind of reminds you a little bit of the pain that rivers was dealing with last year, although this time it was an ankle. So it was a lot more different, but nevertheless, uh, we'll get into that later in the week, I'm sure. But either way, Wentz again today, Cody, from the get go under so much duress, but yet continue to look like this guy really knows what he's doing right now at this offense. But, yeah, I, I think you're right, Derek. I mean, Carson Wentz has looked good, I would say, through the first two weeks. You would have liked to see maybe a touchdown or two more, but you know what? Like, all in all, I thought Carson Wentz was efficient. You know, for only his second game, really a second game ever as an Indianapolis Colt, um, I thought he looked really good. He was 20 of 31, 247 yards, a touchdown, a pick. Obviously, the pick was, uh, you know, kind of a – we talked about that at halftime a little bit, but, you know, got sacked three times. And honestly, Derek, it's so strange for me to say this, but if you would have asked me, you know, through two weeks, the Colts are 0-2, what's the problem? I would have probably said Carson Wentz before I would have said the offensive line. I would have said a number of things before I said the offensive line. But again, it was bad. It was just not good. Now, again, you're facing off against Aaron Donald, but those tackles, specifically on the right side, Julian Davenport, just not looking good once again. Mark Golinski got beat a couple times. So, yeah, this offensive line is not doing him any favors. And it's kind of weird, Derek, that some people say Wentz is injury prone. And I'm like, well, if we would have protected him, he wouldn't be injury prone. Exactly. That injury, by the way, we'll talk about that just real fast. I mean, that that looked like it hurt. That That did look like it hurt. He's lucky it went. He's lucky it went the way it did or else it would have it would have snapped. So, I mean, thank God it went that way or else it would have been really, really bad. And it didn't tuck under Donald thankfully, because that would have been really bad. Yeah, and honestly, like, Wentz could have probably got sacked. I I thought about this during the game. I was like, if 
That's Phil Rivers. He's getting sacked five times. Oh, at least times. there was there was six sacks, six seven sacks coming the way for Philip Rivers. So yeah, I mean mm -hmm. Carson escaped. I don't know how many sacks today, and on top of it, had five rushes for thirty-seven yards today. He was our second leading rusher. I mean, it, yeah. on a third of the rushing attempts of a Jonathan Taylor, by the way. So you know, Wentz overall made a lot of plays with his feet today. Yes. In the first two weeks, Wentz has been the solution, part of the solution, not part of the problem. Exactly. And uh, that's great to see. I mean, from a Colts perspective, you do think whenever they get everybody back, hopefully, you know, their offensive line begins to settle a little bit. But, I mean, as far as the offense goes, if your quarterback's looking good, I feel like even though we're 0-2, I feel very encouraged by that because, like, that's the guy that's going to make your offense go, you know. And if Carson Wentz is feeling comfortable right now in this Colts offense, I mean, that's great. He's taking care of the ball so well beyond that one pick and obviously the fumble last week. Like he hasn't had any like completely boneheaded interceptions like we saw last week or last year, I'm sorry, with Philadelphia. I mean, so that's great to see. It seems like some his decision making in the pocket's a lot better, you know? Yeah. Which is great. Um, yeah, and he's just he's so much he opens your offense up so much more. I think we were accurate when we said that, you know, in the offseason. I mean, he can run the ball, he can throw the ball, he can do about everything, he can avoid pressure, make plays out of nothing. And uh, unfortunately, that's kind of why he got hurt, you know, because he was trying to make a play scrambling to the left and, and just got his leg pinned, just a really awkward position. Yeah. But hopefully Carson Wentz is okay. I mean, I take a lot more positives from Carson Wentz because, Derek, in the preview, we said Carson Wentz is not going to be able to pass the ball down the field today. That's what, that's what all indications are pointing towards, right? And he was able to pass the ball very effectively yeah. today on the field. Michael, and we'll talk about Michael Pittman in a second, yeah. but I was very impressed with how the Colts moved the ball vertically down the field today. Very impressed. Um, and just to kind of off on a tangent here just for a second, how much do you believe, just a quick thought on this, how much do you believe the reason us losing this game was due to injuries? Because Eric Fisher was on a on a uh, time count towards the end yeah, of the halves. Paris Campbell was not playing. Jonathan Taylor wasn't playing at the end of the game. Might have been for a reason we don't know of yet. But, you know, and then Wentz having to go out and then, you know, having Xavier Rhodes not be there and all this stuff. Like, how, how, and Braden Smith, obviously, like, how much of that do you think went into this? I mean, even with so many starters hurt the Colts still found a way to make this game close. Which is, that's a good point, which is why I'm, I guess, more optimistic. Obviously, you don't make excuses for losses. A loss is a loss, and you take it, and you learn from it, and, you know, it's not good. But, yeah, I mean, I think that is valid because you brought up a good point before we started recording. Like, if Wentz is in there, I think you, with how you were moving the ball, I think you at least get in field goal range yeah. there. You had over two minutes, you know, mm -hmm. to go do that. Easton just made a god awful decision throwing to jack doyle there yeah. but you know easton's cold he's he hasn't really had any significant snaps in a couple weeks so it wasn't like super shocked by that but yeah i, I think you're right like if wince is out there I, I mean i do think the colts definitely uh moving into field goal range with how hot their offense was playing you know yeah and may have scored a touchdown may it, this game we could be talking about if wince was was in there we could totally be talking about the colts at one-on-one right now that easily that's how much of a difference one drive makes, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And Xavier Rhodes, you mentioned it. Um, they had a couple big plays down the field. You do wonder if Xavier Rhodes was in there, if that would have shored that up a little bit, especially 
in that fourth quarter when literally they just went right after that blocked punt, you know, that the Colts scored a touchdown. They just literally just drove down and scored with ease. And you do wonder if Xavier Rhodes is in there, does that help this this pass defense a little bit better, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and, and the right tackle was a concern. You know, it was the biggest weakness again. If Braden Smith's in there, um, does he play a little bit better? And, and you don't, and Carson Wentz isn't injured. You know, you just don't know. Um, but yeah, I think injuries definitely played their part, but also just execution. You know, the Colts had a chance twice in the red zone to score and they came away with zero points out of that. I yeah. Mean, that's just unacceptable. Like, you, you know, that, that is the, that was the difference ultimately in the game. If you kick two field goals there, boom, the Colts win. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. But I think you're right for sure. Uh, let's talk about the run game real quick. Obviously not a lot of big plays from this running game, but overall, I felt that outside of the goal line stands, I felt that this rushing attack was a lot more effective this week at running the ball a little more consistently. Jonathan Taylor, 15 carries for 51 yards, so three and a half average. Again, if you don't count the three runs that he had in the at the goal line for like one yard, then obviously that number looks a little bit higher. Carson Wentz, I mentioned five carries for 37 yards, was running a lot. Marlon Mack had five carries for 16 yards, had a couple of runs where, you know, not a lot of yardage, but it was enough to move the chains. Uh, Hines, one carry for five yards in this game. I mean, overall, not a lot, not great when it comes to running the football, but again, it felt just a little bit more effective this week. It did. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, this running game wasn't great, but it was effective when it needed to be most of the time. And I say most of the time because obviously they got stuffed three times. But, yeah, I thought in that second half they really picked it up running the football. And, and I liked what I saw from – and it was good to see Marlon Mack get a couple carries too. I thought he looked good yeah. when he got the chance. Very patient back there um, behind this offensive line. So, yeah, I mean, I thought the running game was all right. I mean, the Colts did as a team get over 100 yards rushing. So that's good to see getting a little bit back to that mojo. And you have to think if Braden Smith's back next week, the Colts are going to be able to run the ball a lot better. But yeah, the running game wasn't spectacular, but I, I thought it got the job done enough for you to win this game. Yeah, it did. All right, so let's go to the receivers that Wentz was throwing to today. I mean, a couple different notes of worthiness here. I mean, first off, I mean, Michael Pittman. Oh my goodness. Eight catches today, 123 yards. I mean, eight catches on 12 targets. I mean, he was overwhelmingly the most targeted player on the field today. And my goodness, he made his impact felt. I mean, that huge 42-yard catch from him and Wentz. I mean, talk about, I mean, for one, I mean, Wentz threw it when Fuller wasn't looking. So thank goodness Fuller wasn't looking and Pittman was able to find it and track it. But great job by Pittman today. I mean, open all the time. Felt like he did a much better job of creating separation. And even when he didn't create separation, was still making catches. Pittman, tremendous game. Jack Doyle, five catches for 64 yards. He was effective today, other than the one spot on the goal line. Zach Pascal, five catches today for 38 yards and a touchdown. Has caught all three of Carson Wentz's touchdowns so far in the early part of this year. Uh, Molly Cox with one catch for 18 yards. Hines, one catch for 17 yards. Doolin, one catch for 10 yards. And Taylor, one catch for two. So, I mean, it's funny because only, yeah, so only three receivers caught a ball today. 
for the Colt. Only three. And Doolin only caught one. So basically of the 22 catches that were made today, 13 of them were caught by wide receivers, but those 13 were only caught by two different receivers. So, you know, not very much usage for a lot of wide receivers today. Obviously the Colts are very stretched thin when it comes to the wide receiver group right now. So uh, Strawn didn't get a catch today either. But overall, I mean, for how the Colts wanted to run the offense today, I mean, we said it earlier. I think they ran. I think they ran their offense a lot better today with throwing the football. I think Wentz did a great job of making throws, and Pittman and everyone else was making great catches. Oh yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah, I, I was overly impressed with with Pittman today. He did fantastic, um, especially going up against you know really good Rams secondary. I mean, that was their strength. And to see Pittman do what he did, I was I was very surprised, but also very encouraged because, you know, Pittman's had some up and downs so far through training camp, through preseason, and through week one. So it was good to see him kind of break out and show us again why we were so high on him at the end of last year. Yeah, I loved what Pittman did. Um, I think it was just like when you're hot, you're when you're on, you're on, man. And, and Michael Pittman was on today, and the Colts recognized that, and they kept going to him. And he kept making these efficient big catches, so – um, I love to see that. You mentioned Jack Doyle. I thought he had a really, really good game too. Um, I thought, you know, he 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 always finds ways to get open, you know, and I love that from Jack Doyle. Really, really good route runner for a tight end. Um, he's never going to like destroy you like physically, but he's always going to help you out your quarterback. You know, he's just, he's just that type of type of tight end. That's just so reliable all the time. So yeah, I really liked what I saw from Jack Doyle today. Um, it was a bummer that Paris Campbell couldn't go. You do wonder if he could have gone if, the Colts could have used him. Mike said he could have. He could have, but they didn't want – they wanted to be cautious because they didn't want that abdomen to get worse. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, overall, I thought the wide receivers played a lot better than last week. I'll just say that. Um, and so, Pittman being the number one, we, we all thought he was going to be the number one receiver going into this year, and so far, so good. So, I liked what I saw from them. I'd say still number one for me is Zach Pascal because Zach Pascal is the only one that's making touchdown catches. But that's just me uh, either way. But <laughs> either way, um, so let's kind of get into the bread and butter here. I mean, you mentioned it at halftime uh, quite a bit uh, when you came on the live stream about the play calling that was going on. I thought play calling second half was really good. Um, obviously – the decision to have Jacob Eason in in that last uh, drive was, I, I get it, Wentz, prob they didn't want to potentially hurt Wentz even more because of the fact that, you know, the Rams were getting consistent pressure almost every time they dropped back. So you didn't want to get Wentz's ankle hurt any more than they had to. But of course, that was a terrible decision to make because Eason cold playing against a really solid defense like the Rams. That was a recipe for disaster, and that was not going to end well, and it didn't. But overall, like you said, with the with how many times we got stopped in the red zone, you know, the one time we made it into the red zone in the second half, the Colts ended up getting a touchdown off of it with a touchdown pass to Pascal. But the other first two times. I mean, ultimately, I think it's why we lost this football game is due to the fact that we got inside the five-yard line two times in, in the first half and couldn't convert. How many times has this happened for the Colts where they're playing a good team and they don't convert? You know, they fail for it on fourth down. They go for it and they fail. 
And then that ultimately, it's a close game, and that's why the reason they lost. That's exact reason why they lost Buffalo. Same reason. You know, they go for it on fourth down, they don't convert. You know, that was more of an execution thing. I, I have a little bit more of a beef with Frank Reich on that play calling on one of those fourth downs specifically. But, yeah, I mean, that was the reason. You said it. That was the reason. When you play good football teams, potentially Super Bowl contending type of teams, you cannot, and I repeat, cannot go into the red zone twice and score zero points. You just can't. If the Colts want to play with the big boys, right, if they want to be a playoff Super Bowl caliber team, that cannot happen. That just simply can't happen. You take at the worst, you take six points, you know, with those two. Yeah. At the worst, you still win that game. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Frank Reich's overly aggressive. I like it to a point, but same deal as last week, Derek. It's like you got to just pick and choose sometimes yeah. when you go for it. And I just think Frank Reich, for whatever reason, he just continues to make those dumb decisions. I'll just call them what they are. I just think they're kind of dumb sometimes. Yeah. Um, I'm all for believing in your football team, but I'm for also being smart with it. And sometimes I just feel like we are not smart when we go forward on fourth down. I just, I didn't like it. I just did not like it at all. Yeah. Very, very true. I mean, again, it's, it's funny now because this is the second week in a row that we've lost this game because of being unable to convert on fourth downs. I mean, let's just call it the way it is. It is. And you know, it's like, again, we want to be aggressive. We want to be aggressive. I like it. I like showing confidence in your team. But again, you said it. How many more games do we need to lose before we decide to say, maybe it's time we stop going for it on fourth down and we take our points? Okay, congrats. They stopped us on fourth and one. Congrats. They stopped us on a on a third down and one at the one-yard line. Take the three points. Don't go and give up a big play. You get sacked. You make Wentz get hit. And then on top of it, all the momentum then goes to the Rams. They score a touchdown and wha-bam! We're down 7-0 when it could have been 7-3. to And then the next time your offense is on the field, they don't feel like they just did absolutely nothing that first drive. You know, it, it yeah. just needs to stop. There needs yeah. to be some thinking here. I get wanting to go for it on fourth down and you feel you have the confidence in your team to be able to do so. But right now, this offensive line is not ready to run fourth M1s. It's not ready. It's not healthy. It's not ready. We can't keep doing that. It just can't happen. Yep. Yep. And you pointed out a good thing. Like this offensive line is not healthy. Why? I'm all for trusting your guys. I like that you trust your guys, but don't be an idiot about it. Don't run it when your offensive line's been struggling, right? When, and also play action pass on fourth down. Are you kidding me? After running three straight uh, halfback downs. That's like begging to get sacked. Like, okay. You know, I didn't so much have a problem, I guess, as much with going forward on fourth and one, you know, yeah. down on the goalie. Because at the worst, okay, you throw an incompletion or whatever, and they're still backed up, you know. Yeah. Your defense has to stop them there. And I think the defense didn't do a good job there. But my issue was just a play-action pass. Like, go and shotgun or something, you know. Yeah. Give yourself more options. I just did not like that call because it's already a slow-developing play. You know, you know that your offensive line hasn't been able to protect all games so far. And, you know, Wentz is already just coming off of an injury. Like, come on, let's be smart about this. He's already gotten hit enough. He got hit enough last week. He's getting hit already. This is dumb, dumb play call. 
Just it is. It was. It was just not a smart idea. It was not a smart idea to go for it three times on a halfback dive. It didn't work. And then on a hurry up on a fourth down, you decide to run a play action where you knew the defensive line was going to come at you at full speed. So it was just. It was not smart. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. But uh, let's go ahead and hop into the defense here. So, obviously, we did better at stopping Matt Stafford than the Bears defense did the pre, pre, uh, previous week through for a 60% completion percentage. It was more like 63. Uh, 278 yards, two touchdowns, one interception that was early in the game, sacked one time by Al-Qudim Muhammad. Uh, again, besides Al-Qudim Muhammad, man, and DeForest Buckner like one or two times, just no pressure on Matt Stafford all game, man. It's it's frustrating. It's frustrating. You you retooled this defensive line and it just has done nothing for you so far. Yep. Like Stafford had all the time in the world. I will credit Tyquan Lewis. He batted a ball down that got picked by Corey Willis. But yeah, I mean, come on. Like seriously, guys, like get some pressure. Like Quiddy Pay did nothing today, virtually, um, in terms of getting pressure. And I told and, you know, I told people that. I told people that you need to have your expectations lowered on Quiddy Pay. Like some of these people that were saying, oh, he's going to get eight, 10 sacks this year. Right now, it's not looking like that he's going to even get five, you know, with the way this season's going so far. So we need to lower expectations, I think, on this defensive line because it still has a lot of issues. It does. It's a work in progress, man. We we didn't think it was necessarily just all of a sudden going to be a top five defensive line. I know some people did, and those are very reactionary takes, in my opinion. Um, I thought that all offseason, but. Yeah, I mean, this defensive line, especially defensive end, it's a work in progress, man. And then we shouldn't be shocked that it's still not where it should be. Um, they just have a lot of youth, but a lot of inconsistency still. And it continues to rear its ugly head once again. And when you, if you want to stop the good quarterbacks, you got to get pressure. That's, that's why the Colts also lost in that Buffalo game, because they could not get consistent pressure on Josh Allen. I mean, that's just, just calling it what it is, man. I mean, yeah. yeah. Defensive end, defensive line, just not a great day from them. Really against anything, and also against the run yeah. too. They, they they struggled once again, which is very shocking. I don't understand what this defensive line is necessarily doing differently. It was weird. Last year they were second best team against the run. Yeah, right? it was and, weird because like in the middle of the game, they did very well at stopping the run. Like in the second, third quarter, they did pretty well at slowing the run down. But in that first quarter, and even in that fourth quarter. You know, when Michelle Michelle came in on that last few drives and then just started running wherever he wanted to at the end. Like, it's like we just gave up on trying to stop the run. I, just, I, I feel like the defensive schemes were just bad from Eberflus's standpoint, too, because, you know, like some of the defensive line stunts that I saw, they were just flushing everybody one direction and the linebackers were not getting anything. And we were just giving up anything the Rams wanted at the end. It, is it crazy for me to say this? The linebackers have looked bad through two weeks. Yeah, they've been, they've been bad. bad. Yeah, 
Besides, I mean, yeah. Darius had a couple good plays, but other than that, I mean, I, I ain't seen nothing from Okariki. I mean, I no. haven't seen anything from any other linebackers. I mean, outside of Darius Leonard making a few plays here and there, uh, nobody, nobody's looked good at all at the linebackers. It's so weird. Like, you know, we thought, oh, Okariki is going to take this next leap, which he still has time to do. But through two weeks, man, it just not looked good for him. He just has not been the player we all thought he would be here in year number three. It's sad to say that, but it's just, yeah, it just has not looked good for him. Rocky is saying again, man, it just seems like he doesn't play with any urgency at all. Like on that touchdown to Cooper Cup, he didn't even go for it. You know, he just allowed it to happen. Yeah. And that's just kind of embarrassing, frankly. <laughs> it doesn't seem like he necessarily is like aggressive like you want him to be. I don't know. And some bad tackling came out of the way yeah. of that too. Yep. So, so yeah, it's it's hard, man. It's tough. Yeah, it totally is. And then you know when you look at it from the perspective of you know this pass defense, I mean, my God, Cooper Cup just absolutely just destroyed us. Nine catches for a hundred and sixty-three yards and two touchdowns. Congratulations to whoever had Cooper Cup on their active roster today. Anyone had them on fantasy football today? You got you got 39 plus points. 39 fantasy points from Cooper Cup today. So congratulations to you because Cooper Cup just absolutely toasted us. And you know, I mean, for as much as Cooper Cup did to us today, for as much as Cooper Cup did to us today, this defense still found a way. And a few times, given the offense the chance to come back and win this game, and they still didn't. Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. The defense, I thought, played really well in the first half. And if your offense would have scored, I mean, this would have been a whole different ball game. But, yeah, the defense had some moments where you're like, what are you guys doing? Are you even trying? Like I mentioned I that. I hate the uh, zone so freaking I, much, dude. I, and when you can't get pressure, it's even worse. Yes, you know? it is. They can't. Yeah, they can. And, and Stafford makes a living off of doing this. And it, it's – it's Sean McVay's bread and butter. You cannot play zone on a team that you cannot get pressure on. And on top yep. of it, you can't play a Sean McVay offense when you can't get pressure and, and playing zone. It's terrible. And can't do it when Matt Stafford is throwing the football to those players that were ordered by Sean McVay to play in that offense. It's a recipe for disaster if you can't get pressure on a quarterback on a zone scheme and you're playing the Rams. It's a, it's not a good idea. No. And despite all that, the Colts almost freaking won this game. Exactly. Too. So, yeah, I mean, that dude, I don't know what it is. And Matt Eberflus seems to figure this crap out because it's frankly ticking me off. Like the defense on the first drive, they never come to play. You know? Never. Like this whole, never. This whole year so far. Yeah. Like, like they, the first, they, yeah, they've given up a touchdown on the first two drive, first drives of each game, haven't they? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and also the second, the second half as well, they gave up a touchdown. Yeah. So like, and it was so easy, you know? It's yeah. Like, it made it look easy? so easy. Like it was like they were playing backyard football. And it's like, yeah, it's dude, Xavier Rhodes is your only dude missing. Okay. Unless Xavier Rhodes is really that good that you're missing him that much. There's no excuses there, man. There's not. No. There's no excuses there. No. No. And Xavier Rhodes, good player. Yeah, we've said that. Yes. You know, he's a really he was a top 10 corner, top 15 corner last year. But like one player is not going to make the difference, that much of a difference, you know? Like 
if Xavier Woods was in there, I still think the defense would have looked like crap as, at times, you know? Yeah. So I don't know, man. Something's got to change. Ibraflus can't keep letting this happen, man. He like it's just getting embarrassing at this point. Like our defense plays so great, and then all of a sudden they just they play like they're the worst defense in the league. It just makes no sense at all. Yeah. I don't know what changes, like why that keeps happening, but like we got to figure something out, man. Because like this is a long season. We played some good quarterbacks so far. If we want a shot at the playoffs and to go deep into the playoffs, that's exactly what we're gonna have to face. Exactly. Yep. And, I mean, you know, at least the good news is you still have time to figure it out. Thankfully, I mean, you know, the Colts, I mean, let's not forget the Colts' defense through the first couple weeks last year looked absolutely horrendous, but were still able to make it work. And then they got better and better as the year went on. Hopefully, that's another case of that this year. I mean. Well, like even week two last year, they looked really good against the Vikings. So, like. Yeah. A little bit more concerning for me than last year because last year again this is better than that Vikings team. Well, yeah, but like also they had a horrendous first game. I was like, all right, it's probably just a fluke. But now, like through two games, I'm like, oh, a little bit more like like nervous. You know? Yeah, I get it. The competition's higher. Like I will, I won't deny that. But also, I'm like, I don't feel like a whole lot's changed from last year. You know? Yeah. So far, I mean, what the we've only gotten what two sacks in the first in the first couple weeks of the season. I'm, I'm going to see how many times we sacked Russell Wilson last week. I don't remember. Okay, like so we sacked him three times, but that was due to the fact that a couple of those, he was rolling out in the last bit of that game, and it was like a couple yards like where he just decided to give himself up rather than the actual sack itself. So – you know, four sacks through the first two weeks, but I think that number's kind of skewered there, to be honest. So, yeah, it's been worse than that. Yeah, it's, it's been much worse than that, I honestly think. And I mean, and sacks don't tell the whole story. Like we said, I mean, it, it there's, we, yeah, we get a sack or two here and there. But other than that, the previous couple plays before that, are we getting consistent pressure like the Rams did on us today? No. no. How many times no. did they force uh, Carson Wentz to come out of the pocket today? Like 10 times? I mean, Matthew Stafford had to do it like three times, three or four times at the most. So, like, there's there's a huge difference here. And, you know, I mean, just, again, everything's got to work itself out. It has to because you still have a tough stretch of games to come up. You know, you're going to – you're on the road now for three straight weeks. You got the Titans, and we, we've seen the Titans kind of struggle a little bit, but we know division opponent – that game matters more than any of the rest of the games this week. If we lose that game, we're last in the division and we're and we're in a really bad spot. Really bad spot. And yeah. then you know, you got to face the you got to face the Dolphins who I mean other than getting absolutely destroyed by the Bills today, they didn't look terrible and especially it was cuz Tua Tagovailoa wasn't playing today cuz he got hurt. And then you got the Ravens even though they look, they've looked like crap so far. They're still a good team. They got Lamar Jackson, so you know there's a lot that needs to be done. I think, I mean, I guess if we want to end this one on a positive note here, Blankenship so far, perfect so on the season so far. It seems to be very under control with his kicks this year so far. Yeah, that's great. I'm sorry I have to go negative though because I'm frustrated. Um, but maybe we can end it with another positive. I don't know, but. <laughs> Dude, I'm just saying, like, if you're play, if you continue to not be able to do those things, 
you could very easily. Now, I don't think this is necessarily going to happen. You could very easily be be zero and five with the competition. Yeah, you can. You can. They absolutely can. I mean, it's kind of scary to me. Like, okay, if you're zero and five, maybe. And this is crazy to even think about. Are you thinking about like, do we need a new man? Do we need a new coach? Like at that point, for zero and five, you know? Yeah, zero and five is not. Zero and five can't happen for a team that just made the playoffs last year. That that can't happen. No. So. So. Yeah, I mean, you know. More time to come, and you certainly hope guys like, you know, you, you think Carson Wentz is going to be okay for next week. Uh, I think he could have gone into that game had they wanted to, but I don't think they wanted to, which is the problem. I think Braden Smith will probably play next week. Uh, I think that guys like Xavier Rhodes will probably play next week. You know, just getting, and I think Paris Campbell will probably be back next week, barring a setback with that abdomen. So, you know, again, getting all these guys back from injury, hopefully this next week will be so huge playing a team like the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. And you need this game if you want any shot at this division, man. Yep. I mean, we've said it, and this is why we're so frustrated because the Colts have started off so slow the past couple of years. And it's like they have playoff aspirations, right? They have Super Bowl aspirations, and you can't keep doing this, you know? Yeah. If, if you want to be considered one of the better teams in the NFL. And people all the time say, why are the Colts so disrespected? Because they do crap like this, yeah. you know? They start off slow like this, so, like, what are you supposed to do? You yeah, know? you start off slow and, like, great, you finish high, but, you know, you, you gotta we got to start putting together a more consistent thing. And, you know, obviously, I don't think this is the year for us right now, obviously, with so many issues that we have, but – you know, I mean, we gotta we gotta start turning the tide, man. We gotta get a win. We gotta get a win in the worst way. And this next week, Colts lose this one next week. I know it would only be three weeks into the season, but man, that would be really bad. That would be really, really bad to lose that one. Yeah, that. Would. Then you would. Uh, then you would be dead last. And then, I, then I think almost. you start having conversations about who's leading this team and are they the right leadership? Honestly, I think you do because, like, okay, like I like. We've said it. We like Frank Reich. And maybe this is a bit of an overreaction. If it is, I'm sure people will let us know in the comments. But but I like Frank Reich. But if this keeps happening, man, you know, like, how much does, like, love for a person come in the way of actually a football coach? You know? I think the conversations we're going to have to start having at that point. Yeah. If, if this team starts continues to keep losing, then we're going to have – yeah, we're going to have to have that conversation. And we keep leaving points on the field, you know? Yeah. Like – I don't have a question that this team is talented. This team is extremely talented. I mean, let's be honest. They are. Yes. And the problem has just been execution. Yes. You know, like we, we can move the ball. We can play good defense. We can't do it consistently. Now, how much does that fall on the players versus how much does that fall on the coaching staff? You know, I think that's the biggest question. Because it was an issue last year and it's an issue this year. And you have a new quarterback. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you can blame players all you want. But at the end of the day, like coaching matters. So, Coaching matters just as much as the players do. I mean, you know, I think, it's been, I think it's been a fair amount of both, and we're just going to have to figure it out as we go forward. But that's going to do it for this one, guys. This is the post-game reaction to the Colts' loss to the Rams 27-24. Col- Colts fall to 0-2. Certainly hope to look for a better result the next week. Thank you guys so much again for the support. Let us know what your guys' thoughts are. And as always, go Colts. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.